Welcome to Myths, Legends, Folklore, and Tall Tales, the podcast that's a little hit and myth. Uh, we are cross-casting today with Inconveniences Rightly Considered poetry readings from your local lay poets. Today's lay poet is John Milton of the British Isles. Um, he wrote this poem called Lycidas, or Lycidas? Lycidas, I'm going to say Lycidas. That's probably wrong. Sorry, scholars. Uh, like I've said before, all of my readings are cold readings. Uh, this is only going to be the second time I've read this. The first time was years ago. So I, I don't even know what I'm going to encounter right now. But my name is Lancelot Chaubert. I'm over at lancelot.nyc. Go over to that website, lancelot.nyc, L-A-N-C-E-L-O-T dot N-Y-C. That's New York City. Uh, to get a free ebook about how myths save me from suicide by giving me meaning and bliss. And maybe it'll give you a little meaning, a little bliss in your own life, wherever you are depressed or anxious or middle of the road. Uh, but we are going to do John Milton's Lycidas today. Lycidas. 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 I'm going to say Lycidas. Yet once more, O oh, ye laurels, and once more ye myrtles brown, with ivy never sear, I come to pick your berries harsh and crude, and with forced fingers rude shatter your leaves before the mellowing year bitter constraint and sad occasion dear compels me to disturb your season due for lycidas is dead dead ere his prime young lycidas and hath not left his peer who would not sing for lycidas he knew himself to sing and build the lofty rhyme he must not float upon his watery beer unwept and welter to the parching wind without the meed of some melodious tear Begin then, sisters, of the sacred well that from beneath the seat of Jove doth spring, begin, and somewhat loudly sweep the string. Hence, with denial vain and coy excuse, so may some gentle muse with lucky words favor my destined urn, and as he passes turn, and bid fair peace be to my sable shroud. For we were nursed upon the selfsame hill, fed the same flock by fountain, shade, and rill. Together both, ere the high lawns appeared, under the opening eyelids of the morn, we drove afield, and both together heard what time the grey fly winds her sultry horn, battening our flocks with the fresh dews of night, off till the star that rose at evening bright towards heaven's descent had sloped his westering wheel. Meanwhile, the, the rural ditties were not mute, tempered to the ocean flute. Rough satyrs danced and fawns with cloven heel from the glad sound would not be absent longed, and old Demo, uh, Demotus loved to hear our song. But oh, the heavy changed. Now thou art gone. Now thou art gone, and never must return. Thee, shepherd, thee the woods and desert caves with wild thyme and gaddening vine o'ergrown and all their echoes mourn the willows and the hazel copses green shall now no more be seen fanning their joyous leaves to thy soft lays as killing as the canker to the rose or taint warm to the weanling herds that graze or frost to flowers that their gay wardrobe wear when first the white thorn blows, such lycidus thy lost to the shepherd's ear. Where were ye, nymphs, when the remorseless deep closed o'er the head of your love, lycidus?
neither were ye playing on the steep where your old bards the famous druids lie nor on the shaggy top of mona high nor yet where deva spreads or diva spreads her wizard stream i me i fondly dream had you been there for what could that have done what could the muse herself that Orpheus bore, the muse herself for her enchanting son, whom universal nature did lament, when by the rout that made the hideous roar as gory vicious down the stream was sent down the swift Hebrus to the lesbian shore? Alas, what boots it with incessant care to tend the homely slighted shepherd's trade and strictly meditate that thinkless muse? Were it not better done as others use, to sport with Amaryllis in the shade, with the tangles of uh, Niara's uh, hair? Fame is the spur the clear spirit doth raise, that last infirmity of noble mind. To scorn delights, and live laborious days. The fair Guerdon. We hope to find and think to burst out in sudden blaze comes the blind fury with the abhorred shears. It slits the thin-spun life. But not the praise, Phoebus replied, and touched my trembling ears. Fame is no plant that grows on mortal soil, nor in the glistening foil set off to the world, nor in broad rumor lies but lives and spreads aloft by those pure eyes and perfect witness of all judging jove as he pronounces lastly on each deed of so much fame in heaven except thy mead o fountain erethus thou honored flood smooth sliding mincius crowned with vocal reeds that strain i heard was of a higher mood but now my oat proceeds and listens to the herald of the sea that came in neptune's plea he asked the waves and asked the felon winds what hard mishap hath doomed this gentle swain and question every gust of rugged winds that blow from off each beaked promontory they knew not of his story and sage hippotides that answer brings that not a blast was from his dungeon strayed. The air was calm, and on the level brine seek Penope with all her sisters played. It was that fatal and perfidious bark built in the eclipse and rigged with curses dark that sunk so low that sacred head of thine. Nakamu, reverend sire, went footing slow his mantle hairy and his bonnet sedge and wrought with figures dim and on the edge like to that sanguine flower inscribed with woe ah who hath reft quoth he my dearest pledge last came and last did go the pilot of the galilean lake two massy keys he bore of metals twain the golden opes the iron shuts amain he shook his mitred locks and stern bespake. How well could I have spared for thee, young swain, and now of such as for their belly's sake creep and intrude and climb into the fold. Of other care they little reckoning make that how to scramble at the shearer's feast and shove away the worthy bidden guest. Blind mouths, 
that scarce themselves know how to hold a sheep hook, or have learned aught else less the least that to the faithful herdman's art belongs. What wrecks it then? What need they? They are sped. And when they list their lean and flashy songs grate on their sc uh, scrannel pipes of wretched straw. The hungry sheep look up and are not fed. But swollen with wind in the rank mist they draw rot inwardly and foul contagion spread besides what the grim wolf with privy paw daily devours apace and nothing said but that two-handed engine at the door stands ready to smite once and smite no more return alpheus the dread voice is past that shrunk thy streams return sicilian muse Call the veils and bid them hither cast their bells and flowers of thousand hues. Ye valleys low, where the mild whispers use shades and wanton winds and gushing brooks, on whose fresh lap the swart star sparely looks, throw hither all your quaint enameled eyes, that on the green turf suck the honied showers and purple all the ground with vernal flowers. Bring the wraith primrose that forsaken dyes, the tufted crow toe and pale jessamine, and the white pink and the pansy freaked with jet the glowing violet the musk rose and the well-attired woodbine with cowslips wan that hang the pensive head and every flower that sad embroidery wears bid am uh, amaranthus amaranthus all his beauty shed and daffodils fill their cups with tears to strew the lord hearse where the lycid lies for so to interpose a little ease, let our frail thoughts daily with false sunrise or false surmise. Ay me, whilst they, whilst thee the shores and sounding seas wash far away, where'er thy bones are hurled, whither beyond the stormy Hebrides, where thou perhaps under the whelming tide visitest the bottom of the monstrous world, or whether thou, to our moist vows denied, sleeps by the fable of Belarus old. The great vision of the garden mount looks toward Namancus, and Bayona's hold looked homeward, angel, now and melt with Ruth. And O oh, ye dolphins, waft the hapless youth, weep no more, woeful shepherds, weep no more, for Lycidas, your sorrow is not dead, sunk though he be beneath the watery floor. So sinks the day star in the ocean bed. And yet anon repairs his drooping head and tricks his beams and with new spangled ore flames in the forehead of the morning sky. So Lycidas sunk low but mounted high through the dear might of him that walked the waves where other grave groves and other streams along with nectar pure his oozy locks he laves. And here's the unexpressive nuptial song in the blessed kingdom's meek of joy and love. Dare entertain him all the saints above in solemn troops and sweet societies that sing, and singing in their glory move, and wipe the tears forever from his eyes. Now the citus, shepherds weep no more. Henceforth thou art the genius of the shore, and thy large recompense, and shalt be good to all that wander in the perilous flood. Thus sang the uncouth swain, 
to the oaks and rills, while the still morn wet went out with sandals gray. He touched the tender stops of various quills, with eager thought warbling his Doric lay. And now the sun had stretched out all the hills, and now was dropped into the western bay. At last he rose, and twitched his mantle blue. Tomorrow, to fresh woods and pastures new. This has been myths, legends, folklore, and tall tales. Crosscasting today with inconveniences rightly considered poetry readings from your local lay poets. I'm your host, Lancelot Chaubert, over at lancelot.nyc. All of these readings are cold readings. Go over to lancelot.nyc to pick up your free ebook of How Myths Saved Me from Suicide by Teaching Me Meaning and Bliss. Subscribe to this podcast. Rate it even if you hate it. And the music was provided for my, provided for my forthcoming album, All Who Wonder, which was produced by Robbie Klein.